Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings. The podcast where we watch, review, and rate every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological right. order. Rate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're not. We are not screenwriters. <laughs> we're doing fanfic for each of these episodes, just so everybody's aware. We'll, we'll release the fanfic after we finish the last uh, uh, episode. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that. We, we don't have... We won't have the sanity by that point. No, or the talent. That's also true. <laughs> anyway, I'm your host. My name is Steve. With me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Hannah Martin. Hannah, how are you doing today? <laughs> Let's make this quick. <laughs> yeah, we we realized last week that with Birdie, we went over an hour, which is really asking a lot for our listeners. So if you're still listening after last week's episode, thanks for you know giving us another try. So um, this week we are we watched uh, the Boy in Blue. So another period piece. Uh, this one was filmed or at least was uh, released in 1986. It takes place in 1876. It's basically about one of the first rowers to utilize a sliding seat. How exciting! Riveting. Hannah, what were your opening thoughts on this movie? Yeah, what, what were you thinking going in? What what you know? What do you want to say off the, out, off the bat? Anything I mean, interesting? I didn't know what it was about. Right. It's just called The Boy in Blue, which truly could mean anything. Yeah. We, um, we looked at the poster and we knew that he was in a rowboat, but I that was about it. I noticed that. I just yeah. saw his face. <laughs> well, That's pretty much it. The poster I'll was mostly his face. You. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, the opening, not scene, just like moment, I guess. What about it? I mean, we'll get into it yeah, in a, we'll get in a into second. Yeah, oh. well, you're asking me, like, what my initial thoughts yeah. were. And, like, the first thing that you see, I'm like, all right, this is going to suck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert, we hated this movie, uh, <laughs> which we've been told makes for a better podcast. True. So uh, how we like to start these podcasts, um, if you're a regular listener, you know. Uh, but if you're new, Hannah likes to look up a funny story or uh, something interesting about the movie uh, before we get started. So, Hannah, what do you got for us for 1986 Nicolas Cage? Right. So I'll get into the movie itself later, but I think we'll start with what is going on with Nick in his life at oh, this please. at this at this uh pivotal pivotal time. Yeah, you may have teased it in a previous I episode did. here, but there's apparently a really great interview that Hannah's going to give us the highlights for. So this interview was given by a reporter named Roderick Mann in 1986. Good name. Um Rodman. Released, Roddy. Rodman. Rodman. <laughs> Anyway, um, from the L.A. Times, so oh, okay, it's reputable. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so here's how the article begins. Please. I'm, I'm going to read it quote for quote. Okay. Nicholas Cage wanted to introduce his pet baby octopus to his visitors. What? Putting his hand into the aquarium, he dislodged the creature from behind a rock. Angry, it squirted ink over his fingers and shot away to another hiding place. He's mad at me now, said Cage. What a pity. Just when we were beginning to get along. Cage cares about his octopus and all the other marine life that he keeps in his two large aquariums. He finds it restful to lie in bed and watch them. Dentists put them in waiting rooms for the same purpose. Wow. So how many pets does he have at this point? We know he's had cobras. We uh, know he had a cat that he, he got super high with. So yeah, he lives in his uh, apartment in Hollywood with his Burmese cat Lewis, and I think that's the that's cat his, that he got really high with. His that's brother. His, bro. <laughs> his brother. <laughs> He's never felt closer to a brother than yep, he did with that cat. With Lewis. 
Um, and he is surrounded by books, art deco, and marine life. So what I'm hearing is that he's always been like this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. How, do, how else does, does anything else uh, major come out from the interview, or is it just the octopus story? I mean, that's how it opens. I, wild. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He talks about some of his other movies, movies that he also filmed in 86 like peggy sue got married so mm. I'll, I'll talk like i'll, I'll probably okay. bring up this article again next week and talk about that he talks about some past movies that he did he talked about racing with the moon he said he was not a fan of the film it wasn't cohesive as it should have been <laughs> and i'm not really <laughs> that sure that publicity favorite. would have helped it because he said that he sean penn and elizabeth mcgovern did no publicity for that film that was our favorite movie so far yeah it was <laughs> um, but he's right in that it had no real consistent plot which we mentioned when we so, talked about yeah, the episode. Yeah, and spoiler alert, that's also something that the critics say about this movie. This movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is a much worse movie. So what... Okay, so what Nick says about this movie is... The only thing that they say about it is that it's just not a movie that ar- that aroused Cage's enthusiasm. Well, so he just couldn't care less about this movie. I'm going, and I think it showed. Speaking of arousing his enthusiasm, were there any birds or fish in this episode? <laughs> or, or in this movie? In his... In, oh! Right. Remember the story <laughs> we told last week? Go back and look, listen to the beginning of last week's episode if you, if you don't well, know what we're talking about. But He keeps marine life. That's... Oh my... I can't even comprehend this man. We're going to try over the course of 80 more episodes. But... Anyway, oh boy. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else? Yeah, it's this movie was just pretty harshly reviewed. Um, yeah. How about you talk about some of the numbers? Okay. Yeah. So honestly, there's no Rotten Tomatoes review. <laughs> it didn't have a critic review, but it had an audience review, and the audience review was 44 out of 100. The IMDb score was 5.3 out of 10, which is the lowest we've seen. Best of Times got 5.4. And then there was no Metacritic score that is usually also on IMDb. So that's an F. So that is a big, that is a big that fat is a, F. That's an F. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Yeah. So in this movie, Cage plays a Canadian. Yes. But some of the critics said that the they had an issue with Nick Cage being cast since he's an American actor who makes no effort to Canadianize himself. <laughs> well, okay, so that's definitely true, and I was going to save this for later, but we should talk about it now. Yeah. So throughout, the, and it might be a good segue getting into the movie, sure. but throughout this entire movie, it takes place in 1876, and everybody's talking like, yeah, see, why don't we go down to the cellar and have a pint, and, you know, <laughs> why don't we go and race some boats, and I've got this sliding seat, I'll make a patent for it, and I'll make a million bucks. That's how everybody talks, except Nick Cage. Nick Cage is the <laughs> other one who's like, oh, yeah, I'm just a really good, I, I, I really row the boat well, or I just, I love you, and... For the love of the, for the love of the sport. I, I, I row to win. <laughs> and it's like, everybody's like, <laughs> you can't beat me, I'm the best rower this world has ever seen. I row to win. Look at my mustache. Look at my mustache. Isn't it perfectly <laughs> oiled? That's everybody in this movie, except yeah, for Nick Cage. Except Nick horrible <laughs> but anyway so should we get into the movie or do you have anything else you want to comment on no let's just go for it yeah let's kind of breeze through it so also a lot of this movie so like how last week there was a lot of the movie that were just kind of throwaway scenes of nick cage in the psych ward at in birdie 
this movie there's a lot of throwaway scenes this of entire people just movie is one big oh it's throwaway. throwaway you can throw it away entirely and nobody would miss it <laughs> this is nobody's favorite movie no <laughs> <laughs> not even nick's <laughs> not even no of course not especially not nick but so there's a lot of throwaway scenes though scenes with no substance of people just cheering for nick as he's rowing his boat it's like ah come on nick you can do this and that's just it for the whole scene. And coming from behind, it's ah. Nate, whatever his name is. So <laughs> Ned something, Ned Hanlon. Oh, yes, yes. Ned Hanlon, coming from behind to win. Oh, thanks, I really, I really had a good race. <laughs> it's the whole movie. We just summed it up. If you want to skip to the end, you can. <laughs> so the movie opens up in a really weird way. It opens up with a scrolling text like in no, Star Wars. No, it's not Wars. scrolling. It's not scrolling? It's static? No, it's, it's static. I remember nothing of this movie and we watched it like an hour ago. And there's... A picture of yeah. people on, like, in a horse and, and buggy. Yeah. And the the text says something along the lines of, like, in the 1800s, before football, before basketball, before baseball, there was one true sport, rowing. And, but, but the the background picture is people <laughs> in people horse and buggy. On a horse and buggy. I don't, I don't even think they call it rowing. I think they call it scuttling they or something like sculling. that. Sculling. Sculling, yeah. So there's one true sport, sculling. We're like, okay, is this a horse racing movie? We don't know what sculling <laughs> we is. We don't know what sculling so is. We're like, oh, it's probably, it's probably what they used yeah. to call horse racing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it's not. So <laughs> no. then the picture comes, it starts moving, and it pans over to Nick Cage rowing. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. <laughs> So Nick Cage is rowing and he's about to win. He's one of the best rowers this small town in Canada has ever seen. And there's this other guy out on the water who like uh, ambushes him and he gets knocked off his boat. And it's a good scream right in the beginning. He goes, you bloody bugger. That's not fair, bastard. And again, he's not using an old timey accent or a Canadian or whatever. Um, he's just himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we find out later he's in the bar drinking with all of his buddies and some chick and the guy who knocked him over, this guy with a mustache, I forget his name, Billy? I think it's Billy. Yeah, it's Billy. Yeah. He's like, I want to manage you, kid. I think you've got real gusto. <laughs> and he's like, I, I don't need your help. <laughs> so, so we find out that he's a bootlegger, so the cops are always after him. And he was also having sex with that one girl before. Dulcie. Dulcie is her name because, of course, it is. That's easy to remember. <laughs> and... He's having sex with the girl, and the cops are like, get him, he's fornicating before wedlock, or something along those yeah. lines. They just want a reason to arrest this scoundrel. Yeah, yeah, so when he's in the bar and he's talking to the girl, he's saying goodbye to the girl, he does kind of bark like a dog a little bit. He's like, Ruff. Oh, I don't yeah, know if you remember that. I remember that. Yeah. So he is having full-on sex with this girl the next morning after the big race, and the cops come and bust him. So he gets in his rowboat, and he starts rowing away. And who does he run into again but Billy, who was able to save him, pull him onto some big kind of cruise liner ship, some big steamboat type of thing. And he's like, listen, kid, you need to lay low for a while. I can take you to down to the States. And it's... He's like, I know a place in Philadelphia. Yeah, so another movie that takes place <laughs> in Philadelphia. Like, how many of Nick's movies take place in Philly? I don't know. It wasn't filmed there. No, no, it was all filmed in Canada, but mm -hmm. yeah, so, you know, I, I took a lot of notes, but like I said, I kind of hated this movie, so I don't really want to go through all of these. It was just so boring. It was so boring. And Even thank God, it was, this movie was an hour and a half long, but If it was two God, hours. There, there was no substance. No, no. What do we watch for an hour and a half? Right. Nothing. Right. <laughs> so we find out that Billy sent the cops 
on Nick because he wanted to get him because he thinks he can be the best rower in North America. He wants to be his manager. He wants to train him. Something along those lines. I don't know. So because Nick finds out that he got the cops sent on him, he screams. This is a, this is a good screaming scene. You sent the law on me. And then people are kind of interfering. He's like, I'm fine. But again. He like tries to push, knock him overboard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we, he take, they agreed to disagree or something. And he takes him down to Philadelphia. And they kind of make their home base in a circus for some reason. I don't know, man. Yeah, super weird. Uh, then they, they go into the shop for this. It's the centennial, so I assume that there's like oh. carnivals popping up everywhere to yeah. celebrate our nation's freedom for 100 years. Yeah. And so they find this old shop with this old Irish man who invents the sliding seat, right? It's the big thing. And cool. Yeah. And it's this really thin <laughs> boat that cuts through the water, which is great. So now Billy's like, I've got a hundred to one odds on you, kid. And because nobody knows who he is and, and he was falling over in this thin little boat, but he's mastered it. So he's going to make Billy his manager and himself rich, I guess. And so they're like, if you're going to race, you need a uniform. And they give him this baby blue uh, t-shirt sure. or something. Yeah. So he's Boom, done. Boy, boy in blue. blue. Movie end. Great. You We're can, done. Yeah, exactly. Now we know. <laughs> yeah. So they end up at a saloon. <laughs> this was the first seed. So they end up at a saloon after he wins the race. And he... People are asking, like, hey, can we give you $1,000 to throw the race, to throw the next big race? And he's like, no, I race to win. And somebody tries to poison him as well. Mm, yeah. And then they get I into I wish a, they did, then the movie would have been over. Right, exactly. <laughs> we could stop talking about it, like how he died at the end of uh, Cotton Club. Yeah. But, uh, so then they get into a fight, him and Billy, get in a fight with all these guys. And this one guy just casually punches Billy in the shoulder, and he goes down like a ton of bricks and then he wears a uh <laughs> sling, like for, half a the sling movie. for the rest of the movie <laughs> uh so to escape the the fight they hide under some like prostitute's dress if you remember that too yeah. he's like i couldn't breathe under there so they they do the next race and they really zoom in on a couple of butts I don't know if you remember this, yeah. too. Yeah. Because they were showing the difference between the sliding seat and a stationary yeah. seat. Yeah. So the the d- director felt the need to just have a close-up on their asses, <laughs> like the difference between <laughs> the athletes. Yeah. So we got to and check out Nick's booty. While he's, you know, winning the, the second race, I guess, he does kind of like a goofy laugh where he's like uh, uh, uh. i don't know if you remember that either because again i don't remember a lot from this movie i'm only going off my notes and uh (laughs) so he wins the race and apparently the entire country loves sculling because he's getting lifted up the united shoulders the united states (laughs) yeah but it's not just okay so i shouldn't have said the entire country of the united states because also people in canada and later we meet a guy from australia yeah it's the world this is the sport of the world that no one ever knew about i feel like yeah like i never learned about this (laughs) in history class not that i was like a big history buff but no i mean and it's funny because growing up in the philadelphia area rowing in some of like the rich private schools yeah. Or even like the rich public schools is really big because on the river that they're rowing on the Schuylkill River, mm. they have, and then in college too, I mean, they have all these, what are crew teams? It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
there's a thing called Boathouse Row yeah. on this river, and that's where. I mean, it's it's a big thing in Philadelphia. Yeah, absolutely. You're not wrong, um, but it's really not. I don't re- ever recall hearing like no, no anything. I, it, maybe if you're a rower, if you're a rower, right. write it. If, write well, in. if you're a rower, then it obviously you pay attention to this. But I like guess. for the rest of the world, for them to say that this is like the most prolific <laughs> sport, <laughs> anything like that. After he wins this race, there's like the mayor or something goes. He is the very symbol of all that is noble for winning a rowing race. This Canadian. He's Canadian. (laughs) And so everybody from town is gathered around for the celebration and we meet the Knoxes, which is uh, Mr. Knox or whatever is played by Christopher Plummer. Who's actually Canadian. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Ah, Go figure. And (laughs) he's played an American. But he plays an American. Ah! (laughs) They should have switched him. Old man Christopher Plummer. Which, by the way, Christopher Plummer looks old now, and he looked old in 1986. (laughs) He looked old in The Sound of Music. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So he sees Christopher Plummer's niece, who... The worst actress I've ever seen. Might just be the worst actress ever. <laughs> and what was her name? I don't even remember. Margaret. Margaret that, was did, the character's name. No, I mean, name. like this actress. Did she do anything after I this? I doubt it. But he Keep points talking. at her. He points at her, and he kind of mouths the words, "I like your hat." Yeah. And that's about it for that scene. Cool. Yeah. So then they get to, they get kind of pulled aside. Billy and Nick Cage get pulled aside to this horse stable where Christopher Plummer's like, well. You know a lot about thoroughbreds, and I know a lot about horses. I want to ma- like because I guess because he knows horse racing, or because he knows horses. He's like, I want to take Nick Cage as my manager now. Again, doesn't make any sense. But and also Christopher Plummer knows that he's on the run from the cops, so he's like, I can get the cops off your back. So he wants to make a deal, and they're like, No way. After they leave, they're on their way home. Nick Cage delivers some of the worst acting of this movie. Not the worst acting because that comes up in a minute, but. He goes, he's talking about the girl, and he goes, I think she's foolish for me. And do you remember that or how yeah. he delivered that? Yeah. It was Most just, of his lines yeah. are just no enthusiasm. She, I think she's foolish for me. Well, son, I don't know what you say here. You know, like, it's such a weird juxtaposition of <laughs> Nick Cage just mumbling his way through this movie and people over-enunciating and doing that 19, or not even 1900s, 1800s voice. So her name's Cynthia Dale. Okay. She's been in honestly too many things I <laughs> never would have cast her again after anything this. major anything jump out at um you? my bloody valentine was her first movie oh wow okay and then um, not really um but she's canadian no <laughs> oh, jesus christ <laughs> so nick cage finally woos this girl and they're rowing and he tries to steal a kiss but she has to be there with a chaperone boring scene let's move on the next scene we see them is they're at this hoity-toity party at the knox's i guess oh yeah they agreed to be the manager or something and then there's pe- a lot of like pl- like plot holes like <laughs> things happen really quickly it's yeah. like like they go on their first date and then and then the next scene is sh- we find out she's engaged to, to some somebody other guy. else so it's like what what happens so quickly right and this is a pretty <laughs> <laughs> this is a pretty good scene because they're talking about, oh, I bet he barely bathes. They're talking about Nick Cage. Oh, yeah, I like this. One. And he's like, you want to know how I bathe? And he throws his drink in somebody's face and he says, first I do this and then, and I, then I scrub I behind, behind the, the ears. ears. <laughs> and he like grabs him by the head. It was really obscure. And then so the girl pulls him aside and they're, tra- and they're talking and it's another good scream. He goes, she's fine, bugger off. And 
he grabs her and he and he plants a big kiss on her and she slaps him straight across the face after or while they're kissing hannah literally went ew <laughs> <laughs> because he still has horrible teeth and i he's He's still in great shape, but he's oh still got horrible Oh my god, this is teeth. probably the best his body has looked in any of the movies. You said it's... that about Birdie. Okay, well, I take it back. <laughs> Every movie, it just gets better. I, in this movie, he there's so much muscle porn in this movie. He's... He is flexing and he's straining for 95% <laughs> in the movie because the whole movie is just the cameras on his butt and then his muscles while he's rowing. And that's it. There's no substance. It's just a love letter to Nick Cage's muscles. <laughs> So there's another race, and apparently he wins because he was less hungover than the other guy in the race. (laughs) (laughs) And he gets pulled away on a stretcher and does kind of a funny point. He goes back to Canada, I guess, because he doesn't like rowing anymore, and he gets thrown in jail. Uh, Again, this movie's kind of all over the place. So all over the place. Uh, So because he was arrested, Christopher Plummer bailed him out. So it's like, all right, well, now I owe him. I guess I got to let him manage me. And they make a deal, and he goes and talks to the girl in the garden, and they're just like, I think you're very fair. And he's like, oh, thanks, I like you too. And then there's a training montage, and he wins a bunch of races with the help of the training of Christopher Plummer and the Knox family. And he's, and this is my, this might be his best dressed because he's wearing, uh, like a really low cut kind of vest with a mm, yeah. bandana, which was there's really not much to go on for best dressed in this one. Uh, it was at this point where we were looking at the movie and we noticed that the category was sports movies, and I believe I said this is the worst sports movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Schindler's List is, is a better sports movie than this because at least they had a catch or something. So don't watch this movie if you want a good sports movie. This is just boring. Uh, Unless you have an undying, passionate love for sculling. Yeah. I don't think you will enjoy anything about this film. Right, right. I'm trying to think, is there any other movie that involves any type of rowing? Probably. The Social Network, because the Winklevoss twins were rowers. Done. That movie's way better. All right. <laughs> so during this training montage, towards the end of the training montage, uh, we see Nicolas Cage, he's training and he's back in the horse stables and he's doing sit-ups and he goes, four, five. And then he just looks completely winded after five <laughs> yeah. sit-ups. And the girl comes in, Margaret comes in, and she's got the most adorable puppy you've ever seen in your entire life. Oh, you're so cute. Yeah. And she comes she in. She comes in and she, do you, do you remember what she named the dog? She named the dog Rowboat. Rowboat. How, here, Rowboat. How, how uncomfortable <laughs> is that? Just say it at home. Say it out loud right now if you can. One hey, day we're gonna come get here, a Rowboat. Come here, Rowboat. We're going to get a dog. We're going to name it Rowboat. Fuck that. <laughs> But and and then this is the scene where we really see this girl's acting chops, and it is soap opera level. It is sub soap opera level. The music helps. Oh my god, yeah, it's There's really this, like really, I don't know, dramatic. It's soap opera music. I don't. Man. Yeah, and once again, I don't even have words. No, me neither. And then once again, they're just talking about how much they love each other but can't be together or something. Or she's so like, I don't really love you or something like that. I just and don't see it. No. And then once again, Nick grabs her by the face he loves doing <laughs> and, this. and kisses her. He's done that in like half of his movies. So he's like, come with me to Boston because that's the big national races in Boston. And she's like, no, I can't go. And so they go to Boston and there's this really ugly Australian dude. 
and he's like, I'm going to piss on your back. Uh, talking about winning. I guess that's a euphemism for winning or something. I don't back know, in the day. But great mustache on this guy. He had a really good mustache. Much better mustache than Billy. So they are uh, about to do the race in Boston. And Dulcie and Billy show up at the docks in oh Boston. Oh, God. All the way from Canada. This is a good... This is probably my... Well, okay. Yeah. We'll save it for the end. Oh, okay. But. Yeah, yeah. So he goes, Darcy, Billy, you got no idea. You got no idea how happy I am to see you. And uh, they go, well, we wanted to see a race. And also, this is a great place for a honeymoon. And he's like, what? You're married? Congratulations. He's like so happy, even though he was banging, banging Darcy. Dulcie in the Dulcie. Beginning. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Dulcie, not name. Darcy. No. <laughs> And so he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And smack, he smacks himself. He smacks himself in the face, like, really hard. Mm. Yeah. And then his trainer walks by and he's like, come on, man, we got to get back on the water. (laughs) And he gives this, like, really jarring scowl behind the trainer's back. No, it's like, like, I don't know. I can't. No, it's, I don't know, like, picture when you tell a little kid to do something and you turn your back and they just, like, make like a like kind of face that's very it's, good. it's just that like you like he just made that face if you make that sound you have to make that face but he just didn't make the sound yeah that's what it was yeah so yeah they're oh god let's just move on let's get through this <laughs> <laughs> so they're i guess it's the day before the race and they're going to a bar they're going out to celebrate dulcie and and billy and they're waiting on billy and we see billy he sabotages the australian guy's boat right and again nick's all about the love of the sport so he uh what does he call him you're a small you're a small timer i i don't i don't i don't know but i don't need to sabotage to cheat to win i don't need you to sabotage to cheat to win you idiot or something along those lines great he yelled at him so he goes back to the dock and he goes to the ugly australian guy with the great mustache and he says may the best man win and then he also tells him that like hey you're your sliding chair is bro. I think he also has a sliding chair, even though the other yeah, guy, even though the other guy's a patent on it. Yeah. So they go to race, and I guess because he's upset with his friends and because the girl is engaged, he he said his head isn't in the right spot, so he loses the race. And he, I don't know if he accidentally or he purposely tips over the Australian guy's boat. So they call it like a sabotage. Purpose, yeah. yeah, and then they're sitting in uh, uh, like a conference room. And they say, that's the most flagrant act the world has ever seen. They take this shit way too seriously. <laughs> it's boat racing. It's boat racing. Enough. So A year ago, we uh, declared our independence from another country. And 100, this, years, 100 years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> One yeah, year ago. Yeah. This is the most. Ago, this is the most flagrant <laughs> violence. <laughs> Before that. That's a really good a point. A nice guy named Chris came over to this land <laughs> and pillaged a bunch of areas. <laughs> but this, this is the most flagrant act of violence. Good point. <laughs> so we find out that he is barred for life in the U.S. For, for rowing in the U.S. or something. And Nick heads home. He goes back to Canada. And again, he's sad boy Nicky. He's always sad, sad boy, boy Nicky. This is sad boy. So I've, I, while we were watching this movie and just watching sad boy nicky be sad boy nicky i decided that in every movie he's sad boy nicky so this is just going to be a new segment on our podcast called the sad boy nicky moment of the week we need like if we eventually get one of those sound boards or something we'll get a nouveau shamanic sound clip and we'll get a sad boy nicky sound clip sad so that we boy can just... nicky moment of the week <laughs> 
So he's sad boy Dicky, and he gets back to his hometown, and it's a warm welcome. They're all doing like, for he's a jolly good fellow. Not that, but something along Some those lines. Some Canadian version of that. Yeah, and this is the worst acted scene from Nick, oh, I think, man. in the movie. I, he tries to muster up a tear or two, but it, they it just... They probably just put eye drops in his eyes, to it be was, honest. I, don't uh, think. I give him some credit, but I don't think he actually had any tears flowing, did he? Yeah, there was a tear. Oh, was there? Yeah, I don't still. think it was real. No. No. <laughs> so there was water you know and he's just kind of it just seems like it was fine so he goes over to walter's place and walter is the guy who has the patent for the sliding chair and they're drinking and then they figure out that well the world championships is in england and he's not banned there so (laughs) this was a great line walter this old guy is like well i'll train you and he says I used, (laughs) he says he used to row, right? And then he goes, I would have humped my grandma to have half the talent you pissed away, my boy. (laughs) That was a brilliant line. Uh, So, the same. (laughs) To have half the acting talent that Nick Cage has. Yep. Yeah. So, they're doing another training montage and Hannah, during this training montage, Hannah just goes, it's Rocky. They're doing Rocky. It's This is Rocky. He might as well be punching meat. Uh, <laughs> he's doing feats of strength. Half of it's in slow motion. Somehow he goes back to Knox's place, to Christopher Plummer's place. And he sees the girl driving away with the... Her fiance. Her fiance. And he goes, no, 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 no. And he punches the back of the truck that he can. And he chased down the horse and carriage on foot. Catches up because he's in incredible he's shape, athlete, I guess. Yeah. He's an athlete. And he's just like, don't marry this man. And he's yelling. He's like, I love you. Stop. Yeah, he, and, scre- he screams, yeah. I love you. Right. And she's like, and she says something which prompts him to take his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like Walter comes back over at the end of this after they ride away on their horse and buggy. She's like, I'm marrying him. And Walter's like, what the hell? Like, Why? Where, what happened to your shirt? <laughs> <laughs> so next, there's Christopher Plummer and somebody else. The the daughter or the niece or whoever overhears them like, ah, oh, we're going to sabotage, you know, Nick, Nick Cage's boat. And she overhears that. So she thinks, oh, I got to go find Nick Cage and I got to tell him that they're planning to sabotage him. So she goes over to his place. Oh, my God. Right. And <laughs> here it is. Here it is. And they bang. They bang the night away. And I wrote down, oh, my God, the acting. The acting in the scene <laughs> is just horrible again. So I found a review of both of them. Okay. And this uh, this critic says that they're playing a quality rather than a character. She is like an idea of aristocrat, and he is like an idea wow. of an untutored, boorish sort. But neither actor infused the role with any kind of personal depth or individual detail that would make them come alive. Wow. Yeah. That's why you listen to this podcast, folks. Folks, listen to us <laughs> tell you what other people thought what of this movie. What other people thought of this movie. <laughs> we agree with them. I do agree with that. Yeah. I mean, we said that, but just not so eloquently. Yeah, so they bang, and of course we see her boobs because I think we've seen nudity in every single movie so far, right? Except for Best of Times. Can you think of any? I think there was nudity in all of them. Yeah, I think so. Anyway. Either female or male. Yeah, well, I think bo- I think female for sure in all of them. Mm-hmm. And then um, we saw a lot male of Male in about half of them. Yeah, we saw Nick Cage's butt in Rumblefish, remember that? We did. Yeah, we sure did. Uh, so then <laughs> it comes out of nowhere, but... The, Nick Cage and this girl just get married. 
Yeah. They just they just get married. They're like, oh, we we see her in a church, like coming out of a church, and we're like, oh, okay, so she went through with the wedding, and then it's Nick Cage, and they're like, oh, so they just did it, like no big deal. There's no lead up to it. No, no, nothing at all. He didn't even have to fight to get her for long. He yeah. screamed, "I love you," and then she came running back to him. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And. So, and I, and the, I think I asked you, like, halfway through the movie, I was like, what is the central conflict here? Yeah. And I think you were like, oh, it's a love story. He has yeah. to fight to get to the girl. Yeah, it's a love story. It's a sports she movie. She fought to get him. I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It was also funny, too. So when, after they banged, like, the morning after, Christopher Plummer comes over to Nick's place, and, and she's kind of hiding naked behind a dresser while her uncle or her dad or uncle, something. Yeah. Uncle, is like, I need you to throw the rice, and I'll give you $1,000 or something like that. And... So he sent Nick apparently sends the thousand dollars back with the caption, I race to win. Yeah. He so, was like, Yeah, 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 I'll do it just to like get him out so right. that the girl could not be hiding anymore, I guess. I don't right. Know. I don't Whatever. know, I don't know. We're almost done. Thank God. Um, so yeah, the next thing we see is they're back in England and somebody sabotaged it. He's he's beating this Australian guy by a lot. Yeah. And somebody apparently did sabotage his boat still. And so it's his oar isn't staying on like the right whatever the dude hickey right <laughs> so you know like in a football movie or something where let's let's take a, a funny sports movie but happy gilmore right for example so towards the end in happy gilmore his big... i love that you're calling happy gilmore a sports movie what else is it yeah it's a comedy yeah, it but is, it's a sports yeah. movie right it's as much it's about... of a sports yeah. movie as this is. right so the big thing he has to overcome in the final in the final against shooter mcgavin is that he's got to hit his ball around this he's got to put his ball through this crazy contraption right and it's very you know visual sorry for the sirens going off in the background this is the cops coming for us because of how poor this content is <laughs> <laughs> they're coming to arrest us we don't have to do this again right and we're back so anyway like i was saying so he had to put around this crazy contraption it's very visual it shows the ball dinging around and it's very dynamic and it's very interesting right and <laughs> you know right but so the main thing that he has to overcome in the final race in this movie is that there's a little screw loose how boring is that to watch it's so boring and he so, like takes his time on it too he really well because he was really far ahead and i guess he knew he could catch up so his friend billy is following closely behind in a following boat and just happens to have a wrench on his person so he dives in the water and fixes it for him or throws him the wrench and he comes back and wins because of course he does and they do a slow-mo at the end and it's just a lot of nick cage gritting his ugly teeth and his muscles are flexed as he's rowing and he's all oiled up he's so oily in this movie and we thought and he puts his hand up after he wins the race by like half a boat length he puts his hands up and i was for like, a while uh-huh and we thought that you know freeze roll frame roll credits done no <laughs> so what happens not is, yet the last scene is everybody's i guess getting on a boat to go across the atlantic back to the u.s or to canada and everybody's getting ready to go in the middle of the night and these two guys come out of nowhere and they want to pick a fight. I guess Knox sent them or something and they want to pick up. They're like, come quickly. Billy's getting beaten up for some reason or another. And Nick Cage goes over and he throws the guys off him. And there's two guys beating up Billy and they look at each other. And the last line is something along the lines of like, well, at least there's only two of them. And they both put their fists up to get ready to fight. And that freeze frames. <laughs> like fisty cuffs. Yeah. Uh, and... And end that, movie. And end movie. Well, then there's a little caption, right? So like the, how they, they yeah, bookmark the this with the caption. Right. 
it goes ned went on to win two over 200 races and after that he uh, he ran for uh public office and won by a landslide cool we don't give a shit <laughs> just like i feel bad it was so is this based on true story i don't care if it was <laughs> i feel bad for this ned guy because i'm sure he's great and yeah. did a lot of pretty cool and revolutionary things for the time but this movie does not do his life justice no what do you think he would say today oh man he's probably dead <laughs> he's definitely dead <laughs> He was an adult in, in 1876. He, he might be dead. He might still be alive. <laughs> we can't. We don't know for certain. All right. Closing thoughts. You ever want to watch this movie again? Absolutely not. No. Thank God it's over. <laughs> I would never recommend this movie. I think. I don't think you would either. No. Yeah. Not even to someone who likes rowing. No. Watch. Watch the Social Network. Watch the Social Network. If you like rowing, even though Army that Hammer plays is both not of actually them. about the rowing. No. Army Hammer plays both of the Winklevoss twins. If you like rowing and you want to watch a rowing movie, watch Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's do some Nick Cage awards. Cool. Uh, best dressed. Probably in the vest with no shirt on underneath. Over, over then... any of the blue. You know, even though he's Fine. the boy in blue. Fuck it. Let's give it to the blue. <laughs> he's the boy in blue. He's wearing blue. Anytime he's wearing blue, best dress. Done. <laughs> uh, the worst Nick Cage scene? All of them? Probably when he's fake crying. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> best Nick Cage scene. This one might challenge you a bit. I'll have to give it to him because I'm sure he had to get in really good shape and do a lot mm. of training in order to row as well as he did so i'll i'll give it to him i'll say any of the rowing scenes are probably the best scenes just because Mm -hmm. i know that that was probably really difficult and i was even saying like the way that the oars are since they're not like connected it's not Mm -hmm. like a kayak or whatever like i've only ever been kayaking and it's like one long oar where the whatever the flappers what are those called the what are the the, oar no the the flat part on either side. I sound like such an idiot. What are the what it's are your feet oar. things called? Flippers. The flip. Yeah. So is that what that's called on the? I have end? no idea what you're talking about right now. No, like I thought the oar was like the whole piece, and then yeah. like the part that's like the flat part it's on the end. Still the oar. It's still the oar. Yeah. I thought that was like the flipper of the oar. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just the oar. Okay. I think. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we'll we'll call it the last race is the best scene. Yeah, Fine. but I'm just you know what I was saying is like. You probably have to be really coordinated since they're not like yeah. attached to each other. They're on little the doohickey thing that got broken. I don't. <laughs> why can't I? Speak? We don't know shit about rowing. <laughs> this movie was about rowing, and we learned nothing about rowing. Is I what... know things about basic mechanics, and I can't think of like what it's called. Like a hinge. Oh, they go on a hinge. Yeah. 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 Done. Yeah. Done. Um, Nouveau schematic. Best scream. Best scream is probably "I loved you." Uh, the "I love you" yeah. over the Dulcy Billy. That's not a scream. He He's, screams, "I love you." He does. All right, I'll give I'll give you that. I'm you know I'm not really passionate about this movie at all, uh-uh. so I'm not going to argue on it. Neither argue was you on anything. <laughs> um, and then the most nouveau shamanic. What do you I got? I think it's uh, the face that he gives to his good. trainer. That was pretty good. It, it's probably you know Steve was looking down and writing notes when it happened, and I I was like, all right, we have to rewind. That was the only moment in the movie. I mean, sometimes in these movies. If we see a really good scene or if we don't hear exactly what they say, we'll rewind really quickly. That was the only time that I made him rewind because <laughs> yeah. we didn't, we were able to just it. get through this. Was that that it. was the only point that was worth it. So yeah. I'm going to call that the best Nouveau Shamanic because 
I don't think that was in the script. No, oh, probably not. Definitely not. Also, he barked once. So that's <laughs> that's runner up for Nuvo Shamanic because I also doubt that that was in the script. Right, right. <laughs> and then um, best actor in the movie was the, the little puppy <laughs> over Christopher Paul. Are we doing that now as a best yeah, actor yeah. in the movie? Best supporting actor. Best supporting actor. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like it. Any other highlights from, from the other movies? Would it be the dog from uh, Racing with the Moon no, as well? No, I haven't thought about it up until Just literally this, this very moment. Right. So sounds good. And it may not reoccur in any other episode. <laughs> I just, I just want to end. I just want to end this on a positive note. Right, the puppy. The remember puppy that adorable. The, remember puppy. the puppy. Yeah. All right, where are you ranking this one? I know where I'm ranking Final, it. It is last at the bottom. It is all the way at the bottom. We had Rumblefish at the, at the bottom. No, I compare. I loved Rumblefish compared to this. <laughs> For weeks, you've been saying how much you hate Rumblefish, but this was you way worse. You know what? Worse. I forgot the name of Rumblefish for weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm going to forget this name. The boy yeah. in brown. What was it called blue, again? Yeah. yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. But, uh, the girl in maroon. <laughs> was it? Yeah. 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 I definitely agree with you there. The lady with the pearl earring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So don't okay. watch this movie. No. I, I think we did it justice. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And um, next week, we're going to be watching Peggy Sue Got Married. And that yes, one will are. be interesting. We'll have some good stories to go along with that. Definitely. Hopefully. All right. All right. And now you know why the Nick Cage bird sings. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Bye. <laughs>